You're listening to Unmuted with Papa Mutes. All right. I want to welcome to the show a gentleman whose voice is going to be altered. Fat Frankie, former captain of the crime family. He's here to talk about his time in the underworld. Fat Frankie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Papa Mutes. So how did you get your name, Fat Frankie? Well, it's not really referring to my weight. Uh, just when I got older, uh, more involved with the business, uh, I was making a lot of cash. So uh, I had a nice wad of cash in my pocket. So, you know, word got around eventually that I always had a, you know, a nice stash in the pocket. and They would call it a fat, fat wad, so to speak. Uh, so the, hence the word fat, fat Frankie. Uh, as you know, I was never really fat, um, so that's, that's what it's referring to. Anyone ever try to rob you? Once. Okay. So, uh, how much cash did you have, you know, at the peak of your, uh, business, as you like to call it? Uh, I'd have about a couple thousand. What? A couple thousand. Hmm. So when did you start this, uh, business? Or when did you get involved with the uh, so-called business? Well, when I was young, my uncle gave me a piece of paper. He said, run this up to the, uh, the deli, a little restaurant up on the avenue. Uh, he said, give it to the lady behind the, behind the counter. So I would do that a couple times a day, and he would uh, you know, give me 50 cents. So in those days, you know, 50 cents was a lot of coin. Uh, so... Well, what was on what was on the paper? Uh, well, there was numbers. So you were running numbers. Basically, I didn't know at the time because I was young. Uh, how young were you? Uh, twelve. Twelve. Okay. So you're running numbers at twelve. Uh, you know what's next? Uh, I used to deliver newspapers shortly after that, and uh, in the newspapers uh, there would be envelopes. Uh, again, I asked no questions. I just delivered the paper to the houses, you know, that I was told to deliver them to. And certain houses had an envelope in the paper, stash it, you know, inside the mailbox or under the rug or uh, inside the door, somewhere where, you know, the resident knew uh, where to pick it up. Uh, so, I was delivering papers. So what was in these the envelopes? Uh, it was money, yeah. Uh, deliveries, papers, and, uh, uh, you know, in a secure place, like I said. Then how much do you get paid for that? Uh, that, that was bringing me in about $2 a day. Uh, you know, maybe, depends on how many houses, but, you know, $2 again, that was nice money for a young kid. And they were getting money because? Well, they were, you know, they were hitting the numbers, so that was a payday. You know, this was before the lottery, before, you know, legalization of the lottery. So you got $2 a day, then what? Well, I turned that $2 into more. I would uh, buy a pack of smokes, um, you know, cigarettes in those days. I think it was 45 cents for a pack, 20 cigarettes in a pack. I would sell individual cigarettes to uh, the older kids, you know, the, the idiots that thought it was cool to smoke. Um, you know, uh, I never smoked. I just sold them, you know. You know, 10, 15 cents a cigarette, and 
turned the money around, made more money. So you never smoked? No, no. Uh, I tried cigars you know, when I was older, but nasty. You are still 12 at the time? Pretty much. I was, I was just an associate. I didn't get involved with uh, whiskey and cover until uh, I was about 17, 18. Whiskey. Whiskey and cover. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, so in the early uh, morning hours, uh, we would, uh, my friend and I, Danny the Blade, we would... Uh, Danny the Blade. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, <laughs> Danny the Blade, what? He was good with a knife? Where'd that name come from? He had a nose that was uh, long and pointy, like a, like a knife. So we called him the Blade. He wasn't really a violent kid. He was kind of docile. So, thought about yeah, Danny the Blade, same as, you know, fat water cash. It was just words, descriptions. So tell us about the whiskey and cover. Yeah, so like I said, we're young guys, so, you know, we'd meet these older guys and uh, in the truck there was boxes of whiskey. We'd take these, you know, boxes of whiskey to certain houses and, uh, uh, you know, put them on the porch. And we did this all before the sun came up. Why is that? Uh, it was just, you know, undercover stuff, you know. We didn't want people uh, knowing what was going on. So we put the, uh, excuse me, these uh, boxes, cover them up with blankets. And then uh, before the people went to work, uh, they would uh, bring it into their house. So anyone ever tried to steal this whiskey? I mean, you know, neighborhood word of mouth? Uh, one time. And uh, what happened? Well, it never happened again. Okay. So this whiskey, uh, you know, bottles of whiskey, uh, they were, uh, what, gifts? Exactly. They were gifts for people that helped out in the business, you know, uh, favors. You know, you, uh, you're a friend of ours, we're a friend of yours. So it was bootleg whiskey? No, no. It was legit. Hmm. So you, you keep referring to this uh, business, but really, it was organized crime, correct? Well, Papa means crime's a bad word. We provided a service to people in the neighborhood. I see. So when did you become a captain, or capo, as they like to call it? I was about 25 when I was promoted. And was there some type of uh, initiation? How did this happen? Well, my boss told me uh, he was uh, he was going to make me captain. I'd been doing a good job. I'd been loyal. And uh, that's how it happened. Nothing fancy. So up until then, you were what? Uh, just an associate, you know, uh, running around, doing, doing what I was told. You know, you have a... Uh, kind of a hierarchy, you know, in the business world. Uh, you have your associates, you know, uh, then you have your soldiers. Uh, your soldiers are doing all the grunt work, and, you know, the captain, which I became, uh, you know, put me in charge of the soldiers. So I had to keep them in line. And then you have your underboss, uh, which is second in charge. Then you have the boss. Uh, he's the main dog. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, Numero uno. Uh, he does have a consigliere. He's, uh, uh, the consigliere is uh, the right-hand man, basically. Uh, he's the closest to the boss. So why didn't you get to the underboss level? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a healthy guy. They were both very healthy at the time. I mean, they're dead now, but uh, at the time, they were, uh, you know, they had their position locked down and and I was fine being a captain. They took care of me. It was uh, some good years, some good years there. So 
this business, you know, the numbers, the whiskey, uh, what exactly uh, was the service to the, the, the neighborhood? Well, you know, those were, uh, those were little things. Uh, our main business was cement. <laughs> cement, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, if someone needed uh, cement, concrete, uh, we would uh, take the order and we would deliver it. Now, did you deliver uh, to funeral homes? <laughs> Papa Mutes, come on. We had bags, you know, cement trucks, you know, whatever you needed. Really, really, we, we were just the dispatchers. You know, we would get the orders and uh, individual companies that worked for us, uh, we would let them know and they would distribute the cement, whether it's blocks or bags or... You know, uh, they needed wet cement mixture. Uh, no job too small was our was our motto. No job too small. Okay. What was one of the largest jobs you've done? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, you know, it could be anybody. It could be uh, somebody just putting in some steps on their house. One of the large jobs. Yeah, we did some stadiums. Really? You mean like sports arenas? Correct. So do you want to name those teams? Uh, no, I don't. Fair enough. So have you ever whacked someone? No, never. Anyone under you ever whack someone? No, we, we just provided product. Properties. Come on. I, I, well, sorry. I, mean, I, I watch a lot of movies. I'm just curious how close they are to reality. What movies? You know, like gangster movies and shit. <laughs> You're funny, Papa Meats. You're a funny guy. I remember now. Speaking of movies... I try to have fun on the podcast and I uh, have this segment called Name That Movie. You know, I play a little sound bite from a movie and uh, you try to guess what it is. Do you watch movies? Sure. Uh, so you want to participate? Uh, no. No? Okay. Any reason? I just don't like it. Ooh. How about this? I do another segment called Dead or Alive. You should like this. I uh, name a famous person, and you tell me if they're dead or alive. Very simple. Come on, you can go along with that, right? Okay, let's do it. All right, here we go. Johnny Carson. Come on, Papa Mutes. You think I don't know Carson's dead? It's a softball question. Relax. Uh, I don't want to end up in a box. Take it easy. Got your heart monitor working, I hope. All right, here we go. Wayne Newton, singer. Hmm, the Midnight Idol. I think he's still breathing. Yeah, Wayne Newton is still breathing. How about Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> Papa Mutes, come on, you busted my balls here. Okay, let's move on. Amy Winehouse. Who? Never mind. How about Raquel Welch? Oh, Raquel, yeah. Raquel, hmm, she's probably in her 80s, uh, uh, I'm gonna say she's dead. Actually, she's alive. Yeah, she's still, she's still breathing. You like Raquel? Yeah, she was a classy broad. My girl was Joey Heatherton. Really? Yeah, Joey Heatherton was, she, you know, she was sharp looking, uh, and she, uh, she had a little wild side to her, you know. She uh, had an edge, a bad girl, but uh, very nice, very nice look. How about Tommy Hitman Hearns? <sighs> you gotta go with the Hitman thing, okay. 
I'm going to say he's alive. He is alive. Yes. Hell of a boxer. Do you follow boxing? Not anymore. It doesn't exist. I mean, like it used to. Back in the day. Yeah. Rocky, Ali, Hagler, Sugar Ray. So, who's your favorite fighter? Or one of your favorite fighters? I'm thinking Rocky Marciano. Yeah, Rock was cool, but uh, I like uh, Roberto Duran. Hands of stone. <laughs> Hands of stone. Okay, I get it. Stone, cement, concrete. All right. <laughs> no, you're the funny guy. Okay. All right, Frank. I know it's past your bedtime over there. You have access to a computer? No. Computer's too complicated. Pencil and paper's all I need. And a deck of cards. Used to play a lot of cards with my wife. Elizabeth was a good woman. Good woman. So now I just, you know, I do what I gotta do. All right, well, if I ever need cement or whiskey, uh, I'll hit you up. Christ, Papa, you can't let go of that gangster shit. I'm just busting your balls, Frank. Don't worry, Papa, it's... You're part of the family. Take care of yourself. You too, Papa. All right, I want to thank Frank for coming on. I really appreciate his honesty. Uh, he's up there in years. And, uh, you know, his energy level uh, tops out at like 15 minutes, he tells me. Before I let him go, I think he said he had to go to the bathroom or something. And uh, he didn't use those words. But uh, I didn't want to say no, of course. Whatever Fat Frank wants, Fat Frank gets. So, anyway fun talking with him i'm working on another podcast and uh when that is ready i will push it out so until then get busy living or get busy dying take care you have been listening to unmuted with papa mutes